Hello, sports fans. Welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whippeal. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey folks, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of Bold Sports. Matt, we're on episode 70. What's this number going to be good for? I mean, 70's emblematic of the entire decade of the 70s. Right, it is. Which, you know, you and I were growing up, you know, believing was like the height of human achievement because that was a decade in which the Steelers won four. Four Super Super Bowls. The Pirates won won two two World World Series. Yeah. Um... Pitt was even like a national Pitt champion. Pitt won a national championship in 1976. Um, they, you know, it's wild, wild times. Like yeah. Like a Heisman Trophy winner. I was born in the 70s. I mean, the, the city of champions, like that That was it. I mean, that was pretty much like, they were starting to like tear down the steel mills, but it wasn't like full on 80s yet. Yeah. And, you know, 70 is just, you know, that's what 70 means to me. Or it could be like any handful of, you know. Steelers random, offensive linemen or, or, or random pitchers numbers. Yeah, I I don't. You're, it's not a good scene when a seventies on the. Mound, yeah, it's not usually. It's not usually. It's a late September call up. Yeah. Um. Uh, well, you got. I mean, you got. I mean, next week will be the Malkin episode seventy one. Yeah. And then we'll have the Hornquist episode with seventy two. Mm-hmm. Uh. But yeah, no seventy. Yeah, we'll, we'll just say it's like the start of like the great times to come. Yeah. Um. You know because. Like you said, I mean, we had four Steelers Super Bowls, two World Series in the seventies. Um, my parents fell in love in the seventies, got married in the seventies. I was born in the seventies. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I didn't quite make the seventies. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you weren't out in the seventies, put it that way. Yeah, I was. I was about four months behind. <laughs> um, but you know, like all the all the same principles went into you know making me. So definitely, you know. Um, yeah, man, I'm I'm like a not really a '70s kid, but I could be. I you know what I you know I, I was ever, way into like Zeppelin early on. Oh yeah, and uh, did, did you ever have those like dreams? Or I like '70s Rush better than '80s Rush. '70s Rush is better than '80s Rush. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a no brainer. Uh, but no, did you ever have those like dreams or thoughts or whatever where you're like, wow, I totally remember that, but you weren't born yet, where you're like. Mm. Like, like, I, like, like, it's like that deja vu shit where, like, you've lived a previous life, but yet you don't remember it until you see something that jogs your memory. I don't know. It's no, weird. that's never happened to me. I get the deja vu about, like, <laughs> stuff that's happening now. Ah. And, like, hey, this happened before, but it's always something real trivial. Like. I just watched I just watched a, a documentary on um, Studio 54. Okay. And, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, wow, why... Why do I feel like I've been there? I know why. Because I've watched the movie with Mike Myers. But no. Uh, <laughs> but no, like, like seriously, like, I, I don't know. It's weird. Like, I feel I've lived a previous life before and whatnot, but whatever. Because I remember shit that I know I definitely wasn't old enough to be at. Okay. But. Um, <laughs> were you at the, like, 1909 World Series with the. With, with, with the pirates, with the pirates, yeah, with the pirates of the Red Sox. No, I was not. <laughs> I went to the. Uh, I went to the. Was it two thousand nine? Two thousand. Where they had the old timey game against the Red Sox at PNC Park. 
Uh, At, hold on, wait, no, it was it was the it was the anniversary. Sunday, of it was that. a Sunday afternoon game because I went to all three games. I went to Friday night with Miss Lynn. I went to Saturday. I went to, yeah, I went to Friday night with Miss Lynn. I had four tickets for Saturday. Miss Lynn and Tanya went mm-hmm. with Amanda and I, and then Sunday it was just Amanda and I. It was a Sunday afternoon game. It was 2013. Okay, I'm thinking of a different game because this was like, this was before I moved to Dormont. I didn't know any of you all yet. And they they made this big deal that they were going to play the, the Red Sox at PNC, and it was like the, the anniversary of the World Series. We played against them. So, you know, in, you honor, know what? Of, that... in honor of that, they were going to play it like with the same technology that existed. So there was like... No walk-up music and no no like drum riff from you know car wash, and no Vince Lachey taped audio from the eighties like none of that. It was you know they, I, I think they had like PA announcer. Uh, they don't they don't have a manual scoreboard, so there were, there was still a scoreboard, but they weren't telling you like pitch angles and velocity and all that. Um, they weren't they weren't giving you like stats. That might have been in... like OPS didn't exist back then. Well, know? I know the last time that the the Red Sox were in Pittsburgh was 2013. They might have been. That was when they had the. Uh, that was the one where there was a crazy ending. Yes. So the game I went to was it Ortiz got got like hit with a ball in play. Yes. And like he was you know that was he, he would have scored he would have scored that, that was the Sunday afternoon that was, game that was a Sunday afternoon it was game a Sunday afternoon game we sat it, but it was. Was it like a later? I don't know. It was in September, so we didn't bake our asses off in the bleachers. Yeah. But I remember going to that and thinking like, "Oh, the bleachers are so nice." And then so we went to like Hawaiian Shirt Day in July, and got bleachers. And yep. It, it was awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. July to September is a big difference in, in bleachers. It is. It definitely is, especially uh, if it's a one thirty-five game or if it's a four oh five game. Yeah. Completely. Uh, so, how about them Riverhounds, man? Um, they played Duquesne uh, this past Friday night, and they also played the University of Charleston this past Sunday. Both games ended in a nil-nil draw. Um, this week, the Hounds have Pitt at Ambrose Field. I believe that's on the backside above Trees Hall in Oakland. It's where the um, it's where the tailgate used to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. You parked it like the upper lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's the yeah, upper. It's, that's it's, that's where like the ball field. Yeah, it's behind Trees Hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, not not far from Fitzgerald Fieldhouse. Yeah, right behind Fitzgerald Fieldhouse um, and whatnot. It's um, right by where Pitt Stadium used to be. For those of you old timers, yeah, for those of you old timers who don't remember where it is, or <laughs> maybe you young kids who just that, have the like past life deja vus, right? A la Steve, dude, seriously. Steve's like, yeah, man. Like, I remember I caught a foul ball at Forbes Field once. Oh man, you know what? I got it autographed by Smokey Burgess at the Shenley Hotel. <laughs> Completely. Uh, and then they have the Bethlehem Steel this Sunday at two p.m. Uh, for the first uh, preseason warm-up against a, uh, a conference and a league team. Um, Still some hard feelings for them. The, the, the guys that knocked us out of the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, they did knock us out of the playoffs. I mean, you know, it, it, you don't play teams in the NFL, typically, in the preseason that knocked you out of the playoffs. No, nah, the, the NFL teams you play, two AFC teams and two NFC teams in right. the preseason. And they're usually regional. Yeah. You know, like, you're not, they don't want you flying out to Arizona too often for yeah, a preseason yeah. game. So you, you tend to play Washington or Detroit. 
for your NFC teams or Carolina Philly or the Giants. And and, yeah, we never had you never play a divisional opponent, and they would like never schedule Steelers Pats no. for a preseason. No, no. I mean, no. if they if they wanted to like just make me cry, they might. If they just, that's like Steelers. If Roger Goodell wanted to like kick me in the nuts, but like his lawyers advised him against it, like they could just be like, well, we'll just make the Steelers play the Patriots in preseason and in week twelve every year or whenever. Well, also the Hounds have have yet to allow a goal uh, in this preseason, and again last year, did you know that the Hounds had the lowest goals against average? I it doesn't shock me. Uh, so that that's what kept them in. That's what kept them in it early. That's what on kept them in. They weren't getting really. goals to begin with, but they were keeping clean sheets at the other end, and therefore, you know, they were at least salvaging a point in a lot of cases where they would have instead just been Losses. digging a hole. Yeah. So yeah, like that that absolutely helped them and once they you know, once they started getting it together offensively, they were right still in the thick of things cuz you know, in, in you know, in soccer there's always that pack that's comprised of teams at the beginning who just like, you know, they'll tie like their first like six or seven games. And you know, if the two three teams at the top like they all won their first six or seven games, like that already creates like a shelf almost. You know, and it's and it's like those teams that like that are on the shelf below that are just jockeying for like the bottom four playoff spots. Right. So they did a great job of that. And then they um, realigned this year to to make it different. Yeah. For playoffs. So Yeah, and they added, you know, Hartford and I don't know what else. I'm interested about the when they restructured it. Um they suggested that there's gonna be some type of tournament that's also gonna involve NLS teams. This year, is that starting this year? I think next year. Next year. Not next year. This that's year. That's gonna be dope, man. They're still gonna have that that midseason. Yeah, they're gonna have the open cup. The open cup. But then they're they're also gonna have like some sort of like round robin type setup where you'll have like groups of four with two teams from MLS and two teams from USL. So you'll get to play like a home and home possibly against like Columbus or DC United. You well, know? and then, and then, well, and then Cincinnati think, moved to MLS, yeah, so, so they'll probably have Cincinnati as a regional. Exactly, like since the, they were the, the former. Point, yeah, and I think the the point of it is to keep some of those regional rivalries going because it's it's just kind of random who you end up playing in the Open Cup. Like anything can happen in single elimination games with right. like a random draw after each round. But wasn't the Open Cup a few years ago? The Pen or, or the Hounds had. Uh... Didn't they have DC United? The Hounds did play DC United it, yeah, a few years ago. A few years ago. They beat them, I think, at, at Highmark. Or they tied them and earned the right to go back to RFK. Any, one way or the other, they, they got a positive result right. against DC United, and that was a big deal. Um, I don't think United was that good that year, and I they probably didn't field their best squad because they were probably using it as, a, as like a reserve squad opportunity. You know, because they've, they've got a bunch of 19-year-olds that don't get on the field when they play, like, say, yeah. Portland or Philly. Now, now I did now I did uh, uh, make it to one pro soccer match in my lifetime. Was it the Spirit? No. <laughs> was it that Cleveland Spirit. team? No, it wasn't the Cleveland Crunch. Oh, you went to D.C. United. I was, I was living in D.C. at the time, and that's when um, the, Lord Beckham played for that... Uh, L.A. Galaxy. Oh, yeah. You hear they're building a statue to him? Where? In L.A.? In L.A. Uh, really? Yeah. He only played, like, what, two, three seasons? I know, and he, he played, like, half seasons. Like, yeah. He didn't, he didn't even show up until, yeah. like, his 
Europe stuff was right. over. But so yeah, what, they're giving him a, a, a statue anyway. And the reason they're giving him a statue is because he compelled people like you to go spend your hard-earned bartending money on <laughs> soccer tickets. Well, I was to living see the freak show of, I, of David. I, 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 I was living in DC at the time, and and the Galaxy were playing at DC United at RFK. Yeah, and. That's whenever they took RFK Stadium and blew the ends out of it. Because mm-hmm. if you remember, RFK Stadium was a complete circle. Yeah. Built like three rivers and riverfront mm-hmm. and a vet. Yeah. You know, uh, but RFK... They had to create less wind resistance or it was just going to blow over one day. Apparently. So um, they, but when they did, they did... So essentially, if, if, if you think about singing three rivers, but with the end zones blown out. So yeah. there's only both sides of the stadium and the ends were mm-hmm. open to say that's what they did to so RFK long, Stadium. Bullpen cafe. Yeah, right? And then uh so I went to RFK Stadium, it was and it was a sellout game. It was DC United, LA Galaxy, everybody was there to see Beckham and he only played like ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Like he played the last because soccer is it once you sub you can't go back in. Yeah. So you know, and, and you follow European a lot more than I do, and I don't follow any European really. Um so they put all their studs in the second half. Mm-hmm. You know, so Beckham only played, like, the last, like, I think it might have been 20 minutes of the game. But he still had, like, a goal and an assist and, like, four shots. Yeah, you see, <laughs> the, the idea with the, the MLS a lot of the time is they get the, like, the designated player. Um, like, MLS has very strict salary cap rules. Like, it's, it's like, even harder core than hockey and basketball. And, um... There's one, like, teams are allowed one exception, and it's called the designated player, or DP, which is hilarious. Um, but the designated player is often, like, an older guy, and they do often kind of play, like, a super sub role, where they'll just come on and, like, just go, like, full on for, like, 20 minutes at the end. You know, because they're supposedly, you know, still more skilled than everybody else on the field, but they just don't have the, uh, you know, stamina to keep up for a full 90 minutes. Well, and that was towards Beckham's end of his career. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I mean, and he still got a shit ton of money to come play in the United States for three years. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, like, he got a good deal out of it. He Like, he leveraged some of his Galaxy contract, like, some of the money that he was owed. Like, he leveraged that into shares of his Miami team that he's going to own. Right. So, I mean, he... Yeah, it's... It's not like a lot of these guys get to own a team when they go play in like some second-rate country, in terms of soccer anyway, Right at the end of their career. Well, yeah, because the United States is a second-rate country in soccer. Yeah, it's getting better, man. It's like, getting I, better. I've got to I mean, be honest, like the MLS I've watched has, you know, it's not it's not to like the Premier League yet, but it's, it's competitive. Um, cert, certain teams are on a level that, you know, I, I would put on a par with like Scotland. Well, yeah, because like you, yeah, you have Scotland and Ireland and whatnot have the lesser leagues. Yeah, uh, I mean, but soccer's just huge in Europe, and and they have, you know, like Pittsburgh has a USL team, yeah, which is down the the ratio of soccer leagues. I mean, mm-hmm. MLS is first, then what's after MLS? Is it the USL? MLS, and then the USL comes after. There used to be the NASL, but but that folded. Um, they couldn't they couldn't keep their like division two status because they didn't have enough teams and a lot of the teams like just joined the usl instead and the usl kind of like ended up taking and then the pittsburgh spirit if for those of you old enough to remember was an indoor soccer league civic arena i used to like going to those games (laughs) i went to a couple matinees with like my dad yeah 
And then you had, well, and don't forget the Pittsburgh Bulls, which was the indoor lacrosse I never went, league. I never went to the lacrosse. Yeah. You know? I went uh, to one. They had the Bulls, and then there was the crossfire. Oh, yeah. Later. Yeah. Um, the Bulls was when, like, me and you were, like, in, you know, like, middle school, junior yeah. high. Yeah, The The uh, crossfire happened when I was in college, and my sister was actually playing high school lacrosse. So my, my fam went to a lot of... Lacrosse games? A lot of games without me. Yeah. I was Because your sister wanted to go. Hey, I mean, like, she was really into it, you know, and it's... It's good. Like, the men's game is, is different from the women's game. Well, yeah, because the men's game, they're allowed to beat the fuck out of each other. Yeah. The women's game, they can't. Okay, what cracks me up about lacrosse, Whether you, what, no matter what level you watch it at, whether it be high school, college, or the, the semi-pro or whatever it is. I don't even know if there's any semi-pro lacrosse leagues, but the women's they have league. have to be semi-pro. The, the women's leagues are, they wear the most padding. And they're not allowed to touch each other. Mm. The men's leagues wear less padding. They wear like a helmet and gloves. And they're allowed to beat the fuck out of each other. No, the men wear shoulder pads. Oh, they wear shoulder pads. And they they wear like hip pads and... Yeah, and they're allowed to beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. The women's league, they're like all like pretty much wrapped mattresses around them. And they're not allowed to touch each other. Well, you know they got like pro like outdoor and indoor lacrosse. Yeah, there is. But it's semi-pro because they don't earn enough money to like... Like, Live off. They of. all got to work two jobs, basically. Yeah, they but play the cross and work at nine to five. Did you know that John Tavares from the Maple Leafs, his uncle, is like the greatest indoor lacrosse player of all time? Did not know that. Also named John Tavares. Huh? Yeah, he plays for like the Buffalo Bandits. Really? Uh huh. Yeah. Sometimes they bring that up on games. I don't know. Well, I don't you, know if Staggy ever mentioned that. Well, when, I don't when, think when Staggy's, the Islanders were on, but like right. now Staggy's gone and Tavares is playing for the Leafs. Right. And whenever the Leafs play in Buffalo, like Buffalo's a big lacrosse market, so they always talk about the connection. And I'm sure you've done several Buffalo oh, games. Yeah, a lot of Buffalo. Yeah. yeah, they're they're big on my radar. Uh, so we'll we'll move on from uh the international football and the. Uh, uh, football with the round ball that gets kicked around with the, uh, you know, the black and white segments on there. To are we going to switch to rugby now? To the uh, to the oblong football. Are we, are we doing Australian rules? No, we'll do American football. Okay. Um. So, I, I, I don't know. I mean, the saga continues. The Steelers, A.B. and Art Rooney II, uh, finally met today in Miami. Um, that meeting was joined by Kevin Colbert. And Omar Khan, for those of you who don't know, Kevin Colbert is the GM of the Steelers. Omar Khan is the money man who mm. makes things happen and makes the moves. He's on the, the capologist. He, he's the capologist. He's the guy that, that says, you have this much money, spend it wisely. Or you don't have any money, spend it wisely. He's um, the guy He's the guy that you want like handling your annuity yes. if you hit the Mega Millions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Omar Khan. <laughs> yeah, if I hit the Mega Millions or the Powerball, my my first phone calls my lawyer, my second phone calls Omar Khan. Um, and also, um, Drew Rosenhaus, who is AB's agent, was joined in that meeting. Um, Did he, like, Skype in from his study? No, he was there. Weird he, angle? No, he was there live. Um, so was he like using a camera that actually was like level to like <sighs> the center of his face? <laughs> so weird, right? It's like he was like in Cloverfield. He's like, I'm talking about my client here, but it looks like I'm like hiding from terrorists on like the floor. Uh, but uh, what came out of this meeting is that 
they they aired their differences, this, that, and the other thing, and it is come to the agreement that it is time for the Steelers and Brown to move on from each other. Now the kicker is the Steelers hold all the cards. Uh, Rosenhaus was told by the Steelers that he nor Brown was allowed to work out any deal of its own. It was being run completely by the Steelers since he is under contract for the next three seasons. Um, that the Steelers are the ones that are going to orchestrate this deal. And as they should, they own his contract rights. You know, Brown signed a contract, boom. All right, he's under contract. He doesn't want to be there. Steelers like, funny, you want to be here? We'll move on. We'll move on without you. We're going to find the best place that fits us. It might not be the best place that fits Brown. It's going to be the best thing that fits the Steelers with what they're going to get in return for him. And I think with all his social media antics, this, that, and the other thing, that um, Brown's kind of fucking themselves. And he's fucking the Steelers. Um, I, I, you know, so it's the dreaded double fuck. Yeah, is what yeah, saying. yeah. So, so um, I, I mean, honestly, in the end of it, we've talked about this before. If the Steelers just want to get rid of the fucking guy, send him to fucking Washington. You know, because Dan Snyder's got more money than knows what to do with. He's made dumb decisions before. The Redskins, meh, they haven't been relevant since the nineties. And are they interested though? Uh, who knows? You dangle something out there in front of, uh, you know, Dan Snyder. Who knows what's gonna happen? Um. But also, well, I mean, I guess consider him dangled at this yeah, point. Yeah, he is dangled. Everybody knows um, he's available. He's now. available now. Now, but March, March 9th, is it? Is whenever the NFL season starts, and it's the and if and they have like a five day window for Brown. If Brown's still on the team, the Steelers owe him two point five million. If he's still on the roster at a certain point, it's it's a five day window. Yeah. in March. Uh, so they have five days to actually, you know, so they got to start orchestrating things now, kind of like what the Baltimore Ravens did with uh, Flacco, where they, you know, pretty much he's going to Denver, but they have to wait until the actual new season starts March, you know, whatever it is, uh, and, and they can't actually make that trade to happen. But it's already set up, and barring anything stupid, it should happen. Uh, but with Brown, um, he has no more guaranteed money left on his contract. The Steelers gave him all his guaranteed money up front, mm. uh, so there. So AB is um, looking to whatever team he goes to to leverage guaranteed money, so they could guarantee him his money on his contract and then sign him to a new deal. I don't know how that's going to work out. Um, so he's looking for upfront money. His only leverage is a holdout. Mm-hmm. So then you got to look at the teams that like okay, so we'll trade you a number one draft pick and this guy for AB and then they take AB and then he's like, all right, that's cool. I want more money. Well, we're not going to give you more money. You're still in a contract for three years. He goes, well, I'll hold out then. So where's our first round pick? Like the 20, 20 yeah. Steelers first round picks at number 20. Um, can you get like, get rid of Brown and the first round pick for a higher first round pick? There's a chance at that. There's a, there, I mean, there's so many things are on the table right now. I mean, they, uh, the Steelers. I don't think you're getting a one and a starter from anybody. You're, you're, the, the, the highest chance of a one and a, you might be able to get Patrick Peterson and a. I think Arizona has the number one overall pick. I don't know you're gonna get the number one overall pick and Patrick Peterson, but you might get Patrick Peterson and the number two. Oh God. Um. Now here's the other kicker. Could you Get- imagine me if like I had to run this shit? Oh, dude, dude, I'd be, I'd be like so mad. I'd be pissed. I'd, I'd just be like, oh god, like I'm goddamn made of wide receivers. 
<laughs> I'd be pissed. I'd be pissed. Like, um, you have um, Oakland Raiders. Oakland Raiders are the team that was, they're going to end up with a number one wide receiver. Yeah. Because OBJ is running his mouth, too. Yeah, he might go there. And the Giants are like, hey, yeah, we just signed him to a big deal, but we can move on from him. I heard, Oakland, this, I heard this rumor that he was looking at New England, that they were interested. New England's made some pretty good moves over the years. but And New England's taken some mouthy players and have turned them into non-mouthy players. I mean, if he could go to New England and like, oh, God. become it, a champion. Oh, God. Become, it, like, it, beloved. Dude, that would be like Tom Brady would play another five more years. Yeah. I mean, Tom Brady's probably going to play another five more years anyway. But you'd have all these like Boston people like, don't you say anything bad about Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, it, but the Raiders have three number one draft picks this year yeah. coming up. They got draft picks to burn, so they should they uh, should uh, give us one. So uh, at hey, least one. They should give us two for Antonio Brown, uh, and then they still have a first round pick. So what's the big deal? Yeah, right? well, well, that's all. They could end up with a number one pick and something else. I don't know who we'd get in return from Oakland because there's nobody in Oakland worth a damn. Um, Khalil. Oh wait, wait, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Amari. Oh fuck, he's in Dallas. Um, but no. So I mean, Oakland's got three and one picks. They could, they could potentially end up with Beckham and Brown. I, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but they got three number one picks to burn. If they wanted to, they could still draft a number one pick and use two picks on on established wideouts, if need be. I mean, Derek Carr is not a bad quarterback at all. Yeah. Uh, no, that would be fine. I, you know, I mean, not, I'm not happy, but... I'm not happy either, but... Just just so that, like... Just to watch Chris pretend like he doesn't care. If they, if they were to get Brown and Beckham, like, hey, oh, like, hey man, you know, like, we'll see what happens. Like, no, you know you're, like, secretly, like, pissing yourself. Come right? On. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, we'll see what I, happens. I, uh, well, oh, uh, well, here's this thing. Do you think they could... Trade Brown to the Giants for Beckham straight up, one head case for another. Uh, well, I don't think they would. <laughs> I mean, I think part of the problem is Ben. Yeah, they Ben's just need to find. They're gonna have to just deal with finding like they need to find a receiver who's like good now, good enough to win a Super Bowl now, good enough to be a Super Bowl MVP right now, but is also like humble enough to put up with. Like, the Diva Queen quarterback, who apparently, I mean, if you believe, if you believe the, like, reporting, like, is it not, like, all stemming from a fight in practice with Ben Roethlisberger that Brown, like, blew everything up? Yeah, because, well, because Ben was pissed that he was running the wrong routes and shit. And Ben's like, these are the fucking routes you need to run. And then Brown's like, I'm running my routes, and then threw, like, a ball back at him. Like... Now, I'm not saying Ben's perfect. I'm, I mean, I've had to throw him out of a couple bars in my lifetime. But, I mean, you know, Ben's also, what, 38 years old? Um, established quarterback, two-time Super Bowl champion. You know, he's the only guy on the Steelers that has a Super Bowl ring mm. anymore. Um, except coach and some of the coaches. He's the only player with a Super Bowl ring. Um, been to three, won two. Um you know, I, I mean, so, I mean, I don't, Juju doesn't have a problem with him. Now, granted, Juju's only a second-year player, and he's, mm. and honestly, I, I with A.B. leaving, 
and Juju being now going to be the guy, I think that's good because I could see Juju following AB around like a puppy dog and falling into AB's trap. And and becoming it <laughs> yeah. and becoming a diva. I'm not saying Juju's not going to end up that way. Yeah, I hope he doesn't. He seems grounded enough that it's he's fine. Not. He's already a social media influencer. Right, right. He's um, not, but he's a social media influencer in a good way. Yeah, AB was a social media influencer in a bad way. AB did good things with his social media. He, he did, did some he good did things. Plenty of good things with his social media. You know, he, he um, funded a lot of money and a lot of a lot of things happened. Like you know, the turning on him for like the children's hospital thing you know like he fucked that up you know got called out for it didn't yeah. like that you know i think probably like you're right and like getting getting called out by ben in practice was probably just like the last straw of people telling him that he needs to like you know not be outrageous um I, again it's just it's really hard when you look back at it to say like I can't believe the guy who kicked a punter in the face, who, like, used to routinely get 15-yard penalties for dancing and humping the goalpost. Right. Like, I can't believe that guy is gonna go all, like, super diva, you know, and demand to be traded and, like, blow up everything that the Steelers thought they had. Even, like, going through all the bell drama. You know, going through the bell drama, yeah, the it was bell like, drama. at least we got Juju and AB. Yeah, and now, now we're now, not going to have... Now we're not going to have AB, and it's another year older. And uh, you know what I was just thinking about? If I had a bar, I would I would name it Triple Coverage. <laughs> because how often have you ever heard someone say, Ben Roethlisberger got thrown out of Triple Coverage? <laughs> That's hilarious. That's awesome. Uh, so, Matt, uh, we, we have ESPN on while we're recording, and we, I'll just touch on this before we go to a break here. The Carolina Hurricanes, have you been seeing this, that after a win... I heard that Don Cherry Oh, Don Cherry's hated. And for those of you who don't know who Don Cherry is, please, just Google and YouTube Don Cherry and his comments, and look at his suits. Don Cherry's been a snappy dresser forever snappy <laughs> i mean tacky might be the where where i would go tacky snappy i don't know like where the tacky snappy line rests in relation to the u.s canadian border but on my side like here here in good old u.s of a like i think we would call it tacky um it's kind of, hockey players are different canada is the country where a tuxedo consists of jeans and a denim jacket okay <laughs> But whereas in this country, it's actual formal wear that most of us can only afford to rent. Yes, uh, but, but anyway, Don Cherry's pissed about Don Cherry's pissed the Hurricanes the, doing their like their their winning celebrations after the game. They games. do something different. It's like they do something different, sort of NFL inspired. Yeah, it's NFL like, inspired. It's like a group celebration. The, they're not know, doing it on the road, are they? No, they're only doing it at home. Yeah. Okay. And after home wins, the other team has already left the ice, mm-hmm. and the team gathers. At center ice, and they they do some type of, uh, of of winning celebration. Like they've done the hockey stick limbo, they've done the whole where the captain's throwing his helmet like a bowling ball and bowled the whole team over to center ice. They've done the whole sliding into the goal and into the net as a team. They've done the whole, um, you know, uh, uh, the LeBron James powder hands throw up and everything. Um, 
I did that at a bowling alley once with some of the uh, oh, uh, the with white the rosin. Yeah, the rosin bag. Yeah, they uh, they weren't too fond of that. <laughs> I, I, I'm afraid that they, I was maybe not the first person to do that move at, at a bowling alley in like the late 2000s. <laughs> Because LeBron was doing it, and everybody, right? was, yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody was watching Sports Center, and then thinking like, "Where do I have access to white powder like that?" <laughs> and if they're either like a bowler or a pool player or like a Mexican Sorry, drug lord, I can't like that music for you. Stop, Siri. Siri, man, I like my own music. Right? I'll sing to you later, Siri. <laughs> uh, but I'll sing. I'll sing you some like mod rock since you're British. <laughs> yeah, but Don Cherry. Sorry. Don, Don Cherry's uh, uh, a little 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 peeve that he's like, just play the game, take your win, go to your locker room. This is hockey. This isn't you know whatever. And it's like, eh, he's an old school hockey. He's an old time hockey guy. You know, beat him up. You know, he he's the one that likes the the Gordy Howe hat trick. You know, a goal and assist in a fight. Um, you know, but oh jerk you. No. Siri just turned off the lights. No, Amanda did. Oh, Amanda did? Yeah. Why? Because she has to control on her phone like I do. Are we being too loud? Uh, probably. Aww. But, <laughs> but no, like, so, you know, they're having fun. Let them, let them do it. Yeah, I mean. It's at home. They're doing it only at home. They're doing it after when, after the other team leaves the ice. It's not like they're, like, shoving it in their faces. You know, the Rangers started doing that stick salute. They yeah. brought, they, they brought that from Europe. Um. You know, I've seen other teams doing that now. Um, Usually, though, for the like most teams, the only time you see a stick salute is when it's like a loss at home in the playoffs. It's like you know, or the end of the regular season where it's they thank you fans, stuff like that. Not necessarily even a loss, but the final home season game. Yeah, they usually do that, and then if it's the loss at home in the playoffs, they usually give a stick salute to the home fans. Yeah, but like the Rangers are doing that after every win. They are. They were. They started doing that. When they had like the Casparitis years, like Casparitis yeah. brought that over, um, you know, that was like a Euro thing that that when he was like and a veteran leader in that locker room was like, you know, we're gonna do this, and I, I mean, I don't know, like personally, like I don't feel like I need that to make hockey exciting for me. But no, no, if I there are either. people who are really just like. You know, they only are interested in going to Hurricanes games if they get to see some kind of goofy celebration at the end. Then, like... Or Bill Cowher cranked the horn. <laughs> yeah, we beat them that game, though, so... I know, right? Like, I, I feel no uh, no remorse for, you know, sitting through that. No worries. All right, folks, we're going to go ahead and take a break. Uh, we have um, a few messages from our friends here at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview. Uh, with their podcasts that they have going on that carry not only ours here at Bold Sports, but Fishing Without Bait, Awesome Cast, Wrestle Mayhem, and several other shows um, that they have going on. Check them out uh, here at Sorgatron Media Studios, and we'll be back in just a few moments. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at AwesomeCast. All right, folks, and we're back for our second uh, portion here at Bold Sports. Um, Did you get to, what'd you do this weekend? Fuck if I remember. Uh, (laughs) You're like, I remember I had for lunch, you're going to ask me what I did this weekend? Jesus Christ. Yeah, Yeah. you know, I, you know, I laid low. There was, um, 
there was some FA Cup soccer, so I watched some of that, and you know, I I worked Saturday and oh, I mean, hung I hung out on Sunday. Friday Friday was a big outing for for all all my people. Right, we went and did some got, some dining got, and got down on whiskey tasting and yeah. Friday Friday I was actually off Friday night. Um, I was off Friday night. Um. I worked Friday daytime. I was off Friday night. And man's like, wait, you're going to be off Friday night of Valentine's Day weekend? She's like, that's like the first time in like 10 years. Mm-hmm. She's like, can we go like experience Valentine's Day and see what like normal human beings do on like an actual Valentine's Day? Actual Valentine's On like wow. an actual Valentine's Day weekend? Because Valentine's Day fell on Thursday. So Friday night, a lot of people celebrated because it was Friday night, not Thursday. So we got to go do our fun thing. And we hit a couple places and ate and drank and enjoyed ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um but on the weekend, uh, Saturday, of course, I closed work and got my ass in as me and didn't go to bed till 6 a.m. Saturday night, Sunday morning, however you want to look at it. But, well, kind of got home at 3. Yeah. You know, so, no, I, no, yeah, I, yeah. no, I totally, yeah, yeah. totally uh, sympathize yeah, with that. Yeah. I mean, uh, when I was in the restaurant business, like, that was routine. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd have nights doing doing what I'm doing now where I, you know, I wouldn't get out of there till 2.30. I used to be scheduled, you know... Every Saturday night mm-hmm. till two thirty. Yep, which is normal. Like yeah, it's normal. If you're Life. drinking until two thirty, you get kicked out of the bar. Yeah, and then you go home and you pass out. Yeah, yeah. But when you're working till two thirty, like you, you, you at home. least got to be alert enough to drive home. Yeah. So that means like you're getting home at three three fifteen, and then you drink until and six a.m. You have a couple beers, yeah. eat some cheese and crackers. Next thing you know, the sun's coming up, and you're still not tired. Yeah, I know it sucks. Yeah. Uh, but but. Saturday was a good day, or, or, or sorry, Sunday was a good day because the Pens played in the afternoon. Uh, they had an afternoon game. They actually had an afternoon game Saturday, mm-hmm. and they had an afternoon which I got to watch. They had an afternoon game Sunday, which I got to watch, and then there was the Daytona 500, which I live for every year, and then there's the PGA Tour, which started early. It was all day coverage because they had to finish the third round on half a Sunday and then start mm-hmm. the fourth round. Which the fourth round ended up with J.B. Holmes. Um, <clears throat> he won this past weekend at Riviera Golf Club in the Pacific pa- in the Pacific Palisades. Um, Justin Thomas uh, came in a close second, um, one under uh, J.B. Holmes' score. And, and the tournament came down to the final three holes. It really did, um, where those two were kind of neck and neck. Mm-hmm. And, and it was if J.B. Holmes screwed up, Justin Thomas took over. Uh, a thing, so so he was putting the pressure on JB Holmes, and JB Holmes only had one kind of a mess up shot, uh, but he recovered on his putting. It was on the par three seventeen. Um, he hit the shot that looked beautiful, but the wind knocked it down. It still ended up on the green, but he was like forty feet away, and he still two putted for a par. So it wasn't too bad. Um, uh, this weekend, though, the PGA goes to Mexico. Where Phil Mickelson won last year, uh, it's the WGC Mexico Championship. Um, all your big names, including Tiger, will be in this match this year. Tiger deci- decided he was going to go uh, play in Mexico. Uh, the PGA uh, then heads to the Puerto Rican Open uh, in Puerto Rico, uh, and then they go into their Florida swing. And you know what happens when they do the Florida swing? Masters is not far around yes. that corner because it's in Georgia and they're in a state adjacent to the one in which the Masters is played. 
Well, it's the name Florida Swing. Yes. Uh, So they play their matches in Florida, and then they have the warm-up to the Masters is in Houston, which is the Valero Texas Open. And then after that is the Masters. So uh, the the match before the Valero Texas Open, they moved back to the original set. Remember last year when they moved the players? Um uh the the TPC Sawgrass they moved they moved that to like after the masters yeah and it was always before the masters well they moved it back this year to mm-hmm. before the masters so they do their Florida swing they finish up at at, at uh, Sawgrass then they go to Houston for the Valero mm-hmm. Texas Open then the masters okay so they kind of put it back <clears throat> a little bit which is nice um so yeah i mean I've already seen the commercials for the Masters, and I'm like, oh. They, like start, I, like they I, start during the Super Bowl. Yeah, like, I get chills. I'm like, yes. You know it's kind of like, oh, spring's here, golf season's here. I've seen Masters commercials. Like, like you're just like, uh, yes. Yeah, that'll, you know, it's a, that's a good time of year. It is. It's, it's a, a reminder to get your vacation requests in for, you know, hopefully those first nice weekends. Yes. If you're, if you're in a predicament where you have to work on saturdays uh-huh um, there are certain things that happen in april every year that you may or may not want to go to such as art all night such as art uh, all night pirates is... opener not a saturday but still a thing yes yeah, not... um there's there's the dormant pub crawl for those of you who like to yeah. save the swimming pool yes um yeah you gotta get those saturday requests in that get happen. those saturday requests in yeah i just put in my uh, parade day request Oh, for, uh, for the St. Patrick's Day. What date is it this it's year? It's the 16th. It is year. the 16th? Yeah, it was okay. the 17th last year, lined up perfectly. Yeah, yeah. That's this right. Year, Every so many years, St. Patty's Day falls on a Saturday. It's so. always the best when it when it lines up that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good time. I mean, you you actually do the parade right, though. You you do the parade itself. You don't just be like, ooh, it's St. Patty's Day. Let's go fucking drink eggs and eggs and go to the south side. You actually go to the parade. Oh, yeah, you have to go to the parade. Yeah, yeah, you go to the parade. Yeah. I mean, you know. And, you can and, do it all. I mean, maybe I'm spoiled because, like, I grew up on the trolley line. And I didn't grow up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you live I on the trolley line? I spent my 20s and 30s living on the trolley, trolley line. Yeah. So it's very easy to, you know, get your kegs and eggs and then get on the train, go to the parade. And then walk your ass up to the south side, which the, the the stream of people walking from downtown to the south side after the parade, it's almost as many people as there are in the actual parade. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's really something to behold. Um, so I got that I got that coming up, and I'm looking forward to that. And um, you know the the reason I wasn't I wasn't totally clear on sports for when you asked me what I did this weekend in terms of sports. Um, you know, I was out doing a little pre-St. Patty's at uh, the Harp and Fiddle. In the they strip. did the, uh, you went to the Great Guinness Toast. The Great Guinness Toast. I saw that on Twitter. Which I did not realize started at the Harp and Fiddle. Mm-hmm. I, I had no idea. I thought that was something that was like hatched in like some Madison Avenue boardroom. I swear to God, you know. Or like Dublin advertising neighborhood, whatever that is. Um... But yeah, so anyway, I was doing. Yeah, the great... Ireland doesn't do the Great Guinness Toast because they're like we have the Great Guinness Toast every day. Like, yeah, right. You know, so the great imagine, Guinness... imagine like landing in a country where they're just like, "Oh, welcome to the Great Iron City Toast." Oh my God, Iron City Toast! 
Really? It is this one day of the year that everybody drinks a shot of Imperial whiskey and chases it with a chug of their Iron City beer. Oh, mm, God. Iron Day. Oh, man. It's just like, that's every day where I come from, Junior. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Nobody actually drinks Imperial whiskey anymore. I don't even know if you can buy it. I don't it. think it exists anymore. I, I'm going to have to go to the liquor store and buy it. And if they do have it, we'll drink it next We're week. We're doing it next week, Imp and Iron. Imp and Iron. We'll I had to look it up. I didn't know what that meant, because they don't make that anymore. You know? <laughs> well, I'll see if they have Imperial whiskey anymore. We'll, we'll find it out. Now it's like... A fireball oh, or God. A American honey. American People honey. People like their American can honey. I, can I get some American honey and Bud Light? You can talk like you can talk like you're in Skinnerd, even if you're just a regular old Yinzer, because you're ordering American honey. Oh man. Yeah. You're. You're. Uh, I'm gonna have to go to the liquor store. If they have Imperial whiskey, I'm buying us a six pack. If they had Imperial whiskey, like they would sell, they would, it would be like the house whiskey at like fucking Belvedere's. You know, or like some some one of those like hipster bars would be like we only serve imperial whiskey. Like how about okay? So Saturday we went to Kingfly. Okay. And uh, like they've they've got some beers like you know you know what their like local regional beer offering is? What's that? Fucking straw returnable pounders, dude. I know, man. You're like don't break that bottle. I, well, <laughs> they got the they got the cases like behind the bar, and they put them back in the cases. Yeah, I like. I was it. like I, I turn it. I, I wasn't ordering beer. I, who goes to the distillery and orders beer? I know, true. You know? But, they, and it's, they, it's not like they even have like a real menu of like food that you would need a beer to wash down. It's like bar snacks and like cheese plates and stuff. Easily complemented with yeah. vodka and bourbon. Yeah, I, I like So that's it. what I did. Yeah, I uh, speaking of beer, I just opened up because, uh, you know, uh, you weren't sure if you were going to be able to come over and record tonight. I work the day shift, and mm. my body doesn't work well with daytime, so I came home and took a nap on the couch with a cat. Uh, and Amanda came home from work and was like, oh, you're sleeping. I'm like, huh? And she's that's like, that's she, a dick move, man. She, she's, like, is, she's like, is Matt coming over? I'm like, I don't know. Let me check my phone. And it says, hey, I'm out. I'm coming over anyway. I'm like, cool. Uh, you got to make some guidelines. Like, don't wake me up if I work a day shift and yeah. sleep on the couch. Right? She's like, she's like. Don't well, comment on how cute yeah, I am. I know, right? Like, but. Tell so the cat like, later. So I'm like, the cat is cute. So I sit there and look. She goes, "Well, you didn't go." She goes, "She looks in the fridge and she goes, the only beers in the in the beer drawer, she goes, are my beers and you better not drink those. What are you gonna drink?" I'm like, "Well, I'll just go to the basement and pull some beer out the basement." And she like looks at me and goes, "Says I need to start drinking it anyway." I mean, I just pulled out this 2014 old school barley wine from Dogfish Head. And I'm like, oh, geez. "Oh my god, this is so fucking good." All right, so let's, we need to get we need to get. Moving along with our notes here before we get completely off the barley wine railway. So how about the Rivers Casino, man? They took $9.5 million in bets at the sports book this past month in January. Including $50 from yours truly. Uh, there you go. And then um, uh, this is the most uh, in the states of the five sports books. Um, there is a total. No, of, no shocker there. There was a total of $30 million spent in the sports books. Uh, since Pennsylvania allowed sports booking, uh, and the Rivers Casino is a third of that at this point in time, uh, in this last month, which yeah, I I I told you we we talked about it. I, I saw it coming, mm. but you know, I'm still like kind of old school in that. Just call your bookie, like, but whatever. Uh, I like being able to go and like look at everything, mm-hmm. like. You know, uh, you know. Come, I, I, it, it's easier for me to make an informed decision 
if I have, like, the information laid out in such a way, such as, like, that giant board by the sports book yeah. or on the kiosks, oh, as yeah. opposed to just, like, having someone tell me a number over a phone, you know? Yeah. I don't want to bother, I don't want to bother some bookie and, like, ask him to, like, reread me, like... All, the, over, all, the, all my parlay options for the freaking like yeah yeah because when you call your bookie you gotta know those you gotta options. know what you want right yeah 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 and like, you have to do the research i have yourself. no idea if that's like good odds or not you know like you don't know that until you go in there because you might look at a game and be like i could see it being two two you know because like that, that was that was one of my losses was i i did a i did a parlay on the man united versus tottenham where i i picked a two two draw right and it didn't work out that way um you know i didn't hit either either side of it but it took me a minute to like sit there and to like think about plausible yeah, but, score yeah, lines yeah, yeah, but and like what's the payout like like this is super plausible but it's not enough but, but potential but, but with return, your 50 dollars you, know? you put on the sports book that was multiple bets right you put like 10 here yeah I do five 10 here, here 10 there yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah yeah so it's not like when you call your bookie and they only take 50 or more yeah, I know. So, I mean, so you can go down to the sports book and put five bucks. Yeah. And, and that's so, fine because so, it's like so no you worse than look, lottery tickets. You yeah. Know? Like, that's just like chump change. You, you know what's going to be fun? People um, like me. Uh, we need to look. I think it's St. Patty's Day weekend. Mm-hmm. That Thursday and Friday starts the tournament, uh, the, the NCAA basketball tournament. I wonder how busy this Do they have a bar in the sports book down there? It's very close. Like the, there's the uh, spiral bar. Yeah, it's yeah, called. Yeah, and uh, so that's really that's like, like from here to your closet, from like the <laughs> exit of where the kiosks are. So Sweet. you're very close. And the other cool thing is the sports book is very close to the like complimentary non-alcoholic beverage area. Okay. So if you just want to like go and like drink sodas, drink drink Pepsi, drink coffee. Yeah. And uh, I mean, know. I mean, we could seriously consider going down. And they the... got comfy ass chairs. We could con- not that I sat in them because there was always it was always packed. I mean, I'm going in there on like a Friday night though, because that's about the only chance I have to get down there. But we can seriously consider going down like Thursday of the tournament. Fuck yeah! And sit Fuck there yeah, and drink could. some beers all day, and yeah. The, or the... we could, or we could go down there at like ten thirty in the morning, just get breakfast. Yep. Make our bets. And then go ride the trolley to the saloon and watch the games there. Yeah, we could do that too. <laughs> we well, does the saloon gonna open early that day? They usually, they usually open at four do. o'clock. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we can figure it out. They're not the kitchen's not open, but the, yeah, the bars there. Or True. there's other places. I mm-hmm. mean, trust me, I, I know. I just said the saloon because it's nice. Er, I, I, I know plenty of places where we could go like watch starting the tournament. at seven a.m. Sorry, at seven a.m. I'm watching it. Yeah, and yeah. you do too, Pipers. You don't need to be told, Jacks. Uh, but yeah, um, speaking of college basketball, uh, Pitt hoops is winless in the past nine ACC games. Uh, they take on Georgia Tech tomorrow. Uh, it's a nine o'clock game on ESPN Plus. I'm sure it won't be shown any other spot in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it'll be blacked out here probably though. Uh, no, actually, I've been watching them on ESPN Plus if they're not on actual TV. Really? Yeah, I've been watching Pitt on ESPN Plus. Really? Yeah. Um, okay. Because they haven't been shown on any local. Oh yeah, network. I guess because like the, the Dukes have been on there a bunch. Yeah. I've watched them. Yeah. I, I, you know, you know, in full disclosure, I watched the uh, Robert Morris versus St. Francis women's game yesterday. Women's game. Plus, and they didn't nice. black that out. Yeah. It's also women's hoops. I know, it's uh, not, and it's but it's NEC. It's, it's not, NEC. We're talking. I'm just saying, like ACC men's basketball. You're telling me that I can just 
stream it on the computer. Yeah, uh, on five dollars. Yeah, ESPN Plus, man. I have it on the Apple TV. Yeah. So whenever Pitt hasn't been on TV itself, mm-hmm. like ESPN or um, AT and T Sports Network, whatever, I've been watching on ESPN Plus. Uh, whenever I haven't been at work, and I've also been watching on my phone as well. Uh, when I have been at work and it hasn't been on TV, and I've been at work, I put my phone with the game on next to my terminal at work, mm. and I have it on there. Um, but yeah. Um, they do have Clemson coming up uh, at home next Wednesday. Uh, you know what? Tickets are actually, for Pitt basketball, hard to get, even despite the losing. So the previous two seasons under Stallings, which I think, and you and I both agree, was probably the worst basketball coach hire Pitt made in recent history. Um, you you could have went to a Pitt basketball game. like They were giving them away. Like, hey, come on in the game. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, in the event you happen to be walking by the arena, uh, which is at the top of Cardiac Hill. But now with Capel and tickets are, are actually harder to get now, even though they're losing because Capel's turned that program around. Um, now you're it, talking, I'm assuming you're basing this on secondary market. Uh, like what are they going for on the secondary market? The secondary market, they're, they're, all right. Because my, my theory is people bought a bunch of tickets up front. Yeah. Because they had a new coach and a good start. Right. And, you know, losing nine conference games in a row, like, that's when people start deciding they have better things to do on a Wednesday Right, night. but they're still kind of hard to get. They're still pricing them above face value. So, what I mean hard to get, they're not hard to get. It's a matter of how much you want to pay for them. Right, okay, um, so... So, they're, they're pricing them above face value in the secondary market uh, because all the games are sold out with boosters and everything else. Uh, and the only way to get pit basketball tickets is to donate to the booster organization and to donate to the college uh, to get season tickets or anything like that. Uh, but I've been watching Pitt play. They're not, you know, they, they were down 20 points to NC State last Saturday and they didn't give up. They didn't quit. They 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 went ahead and actually made a good run. The, this team's showing no quit. Capel's turned this around. Yeah, yeah they're losing. But it's you know important what? to note that they've got like nobody really. Yeah, they don't. No offense to the guys. Capel who were took there. O- Capel took over a bad program. It was a. It was in terms of recruiting. It was yeah. kind of like a black hole going it back is. to the last couple of years of Jamie Dixon. Yeah. Even. And, um, but so, they're, yeah, they're that's going to no take quit. some fixing, but a good coach can take, you know, subpar players and get them playing better than their, you Expected know, pedigree yeah. would, would have you expect. And I, I think they've done that to a large extent in terms of like not getting blown out. Pitt, Pitt is on the upside, on the upside. They, they hit rock bottom after Dixon left, then they hired Stallings. Stallings was like rock bottom. They, they went over in the ACC last year um, and so forth. They had a really bad... They didn't make the tournament the last... The last year under Dixon, they didn't make the tournament. Mm-hmm. Two years under Stallings, they didn't make the tournament. Um, they went over in the ACC last year. Cable's coming come in and he's turning his team around. They're showing no quit. He's got them hustling. He's got these guys. He's got some good recruits. He n- None of them have committed mm-hmm. yet. Um, but... He's got some a good recruiting class that he's lining up to come in here. Um, if he's not coaching a game or a practice, 
he is out on he's out on the road recruiting guys and he's hitting New York, Florida, LA, all the all the big basketball areas and whatnot. Um, so I expect Pitt to in the next couple years uh, to be contenders again. And you know what and in, in college sports you see it with football, basketball, you know, there's a two or three year window for players. A lot of the players, you know, Duke has three guys right now that are one and dones. John Calipari at Kentucky is the master of the one and dones. Mm. Um, but you get a group of guys together. I mean, Pitt's one of those schools. Hey, you come here, you might be a one and done. They had one guy that was a one and done, you know, Stephen Adams. You know, that was that was Pitt's only one and done dude. And he came from New Zealand. Uh, if you see his transformation from when he came to Pitt to what he looks like now is completely did see, different. Did you see his quotes from his book about his time at Pitt? No, I did not. Like he was miserable here. Like there there were times where he like wanted to quit basketball. Um like I don't it, it sounds like he didn't really fit in. It seems like he's maybe like I'm sure a lot of it has to do with like his upbringing in New Zealand. Like one it was a foreign country like different from America. Two like he had kind of like you know like an unsettled childhood um you know in terms of like his living situation. So like I just think he wasn't really into the whole like I'm gonna go be like the big man on campus and like party all the time and like he he went to practice he played in his games and he just like stayed in his dorm pretty much and like played his guitar and couldn't but, wait to get the hell out of there but but if but if you look at Steven Adams from when he came to Pitt he's this clean cut kind of scrawny dude and now you look at him now he's got this full huge big beard this man bun going on oh yeah he's like ripped and he's Still, you know, six seven, but he's like all ripped and he, he completely totally different transformation. Um, you've been watching a lot of Duquesne hoops. Um, they had a nice win over um, George Washington last Saturday. Um, they had a week off. Uh, next week they take on George Mason, um, or sorry, this Saturday they take on George Mason. Uh, the Dukes find themselves in the sixth uh, spot in the A ten. Uh, eight and five uh, in the conference, but the leaders are only eleven and two, and that's VCU, uh, and that's not that far off for them. Mm-hmm. And we know with the smaller conferences, um, like the A10, and it's all about the tournament. It's all about their conference tournament, tournament. You know, I mean, you you, you can, can you could go undefeated in the A10, and then losing your tournament, you're, not you're gonna out, get in, and you're not going to get know? in. It's whoever wins that conference tournament. And that's the drama. That's the tournament. The I'm sorry, but like I am not pumped for like major conference tournaments this year. Oh, oh. A- the ACC, the Big Ten, the Big 12. There's no drama. Like no, I was I was doing SEC. I was watching some like Big 10 like post game show and they're talking about like, "Oh, this mediocre ass Nebraska team who like I think got their asses handed to them by Penn State tonight, by the way." Right. But they were saying like a week ago like if Nebraska turns it around and rips off like five or six wins here at the end, you know, they, they could be in position to get a bye in the tournament. And, and if they finish in, like, the top seven teams in the Big Ten, they might get a bid to the tournament. And it's just like, what's the point of playing a Big Ten tournament if you're just going to take half the people 
from the conference and just put them in the NCAA tournament yeah. anyway. Well, I mean, the big... and I, like the winning the Big East tournament used to mean something. Oh yeah, because but it doesn't well, like winning well, the ACC tournament to me does not mean as much. Well, well yeah, here's as the, the old Big East. Well, the Big East though, but the thing is, is you win the Big East tournament when it was the old Big East tournament when it was Pitt and Syracuse and. Um, Boston you're playing College, MSG. You playing at MSG? You're and, on. You're and, on ESPN. I mean, there's still the Big East tournament, and there's still the Big East conference, which is yeah. back to the original Catholic schools that it was. And it's not the same. Uh, it's not the same. And we're not. We're anymore. not talking about that again and again and again. We're not going to be able to bring it back. Um, but like, instead of, instead of, but, but these major conferences, other than like, other than Connecticut and Syracuse, yeah, they're the only ones. And I don't even know that Connecticut and Syracuse. I'm I'm sure they did. I don't know the stats off the top of my head, and I apologize. But um, to win the Big East tournament and to go on to win a national championship was really really hard yeah. because you got your ass beat, beat uh, and not beat. You won the tournament, but you got beat up in yeah, the Big East Big tournament. East basketball was physical. Yeah, you know, uh, but I know Connecticut and Syracuse have went on to win national championships mm-hmm. in men's basketball. And I don't even know if they actually won the tournament that year and got, still got into the 64 tournament as a two or three seed. Yeah. Um, uh, there was those years that Pitt won the Big East tournament and got into the tournament as like a five or six seed. Or there was that uh, 2007 Pitt won as a number one seed mm-hmm. uh, to the tournament. They were number two overall and got a number one seed uh, in, in the tournament conference. Uh, but, yo, know, the... It, it, it's ridiculous. I mean, and the ACC, it's crazy. That's why I'm saying the mid majors are more exciting because well, yeah, there's, because there's they're more they're, they're pl- there's more at stake. They're playing for their they're playing for to get into the they're tournament. Not, they're not jockeying for seeding. No, no, they're, 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 they're jockeying to for extend for, their season exactly. Uh, and then you have Bobby Mo. Bobby Moe is second in the Northeast Conference. They were number one all year in the Northeast uh, in the Northeast Conference. Now they're second. Um, in the Northeast, they they took a three game, three three losses in a row, um, you know, uh, and then Bobby Mo has uh, <laughs> typo, I <laughs> put <But> Dukes, <laughs> Bobby Mo, uh, does the have, Bobby Mo Dukes, yeah, right, Bobby, uh, the Colonials, the, the Colonial uh, Dukes have have LIU Brooklyn and St. Francis coming uh to town this week, um, so. And again, for Robert Morris to get into the tournament, they've been in the tournament before, and they've been a 16 or a 15 seed getting into the tournament, but it's because they won the Northeast Conference. Uh, and Bobby Moe's not going to get in. LIU Brooklyn is not going to get in unless they win their conference tournament. Uh, and that's just how it is. Uh, you're going to have... I, I bet this year out of the ACC, there's going to be... Uh, whoever wins the ACC tournament, any event pit for some reason went on a run and won the ACC tournament they would get an at large bid because yeah. they won the ACC tournament yeah but you know duke unc nc state and somebody else from the ACC is going to get in oh yeah and then virginia tech virginia tech virginia virginia um Possibly you're gonna have Miami. Yeah, you're gonna have five. Possibly Clemson. I, I bet you're gonna have five teams from the ACC make this sixty-four At least five. At least. At least five. You'll get. I, I I say like eight. 
Sure. There's 16 uh, teams in the league. Man. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that you're gonna, you're gonna have at least five, probably eight. And get the tournaments the, tournament. the past couple years have been very chalky. Oh yeah. And that that's well, last the, year was the first year that a 16 beat a one. Well, right. But other than that, like other than these like world historical anomalies, like they've been chalky tournaments the past couple years, and that just that just encourages the people who prefer to take you know, the sixth place team out of a major conference versus a second team out of the A ten. I'm sorry. You know, it might it might make for like a more competitive tournament, but not for more drama or romance necessarily. And as a fan, like I like the buzzer beaters, I like the underdogs. Uh, I do love the buzzer beaters. You know? Like I don't like a sweet sixteen that's just all teams that were the top twenty five all year. You know, like, well, let's, you know let's what? see some, some intrigue. You know what? Uh, this year, I, I usually don't take weekends off work. Yeah. Uh, other than the tournament weekend, I'll take that Thursday, Friday, Saturday off work. I'm always off Sundays uh, for a tournament. This year, I took an extra weekend off this weekend coming up because it's my birthday. And, I, and it's my 40th birthday. So I'm like, fuck you. I'm allowed three days. Uh, <laughs> so, whatever. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm going to probably take off that thursday friday uh saturday of that tournament weekend and just so i can watch college basketball for four days straight right which on. is gonna be awesome uh any event i wanted to give a sec to me that would be one of the weekends i would do it so i could have a reason to sit on the couch and do nothing but watch basketball and put peas in my nuts but <laughs> i mean you don't need to get a vasectomy to do that no i don't but i mean yeah probably like amanda might think it weird that you're putting peas on your nuts but <laughs> No, but honestly, no. Uh, uh, so numbers wise, mm-hmm. the top uh, days to get vasectomies are uh, the Thursday morning of the '64 tournament and the Thursday morning that starts the Masters. Those are the top two days to get vasectomies. That's because, stupid. Because guys schedule it so they can sit at home and take the time off to and then watch sports with peas in their nuts. Why wouldn't you just like if you've got the time, <laughs> just take a fucking comp day. And then, if you still want a vasectomy, <laughs> get it on some Thursday when there's nothing else going on. Well, you act like it's good. You're gonna be in like a great fucking mood. Like, oh, you're you remember not. that Valpo game? Like that buzzer beater? Like, remember how exciting that was? Like, no, I really don't. Like, I was kind of groggy. My nuts hurt. You know, but but for I some... had no vegetable to eat for dinner that night because my nuts were on the vegetable. But but what's funny is those are the days that like guys schedule shit so they have a reason to just sit and watch sports all weekend and not move out of the lazy boy. You don't have to. Do I know that. You, I, just you do and it. I. If that's yeah, what you want to yeah. do. Just do it. I know you and I are like fuck it. I'll just work do from it anyway. home. Work from home. We'll take day, a day. You know? you know, trade shifts with somebody who doesn't give a shit about sports. Right. Exactly. Uh, all right, folks. In the meantime, we're going to go ahead and take a break uh, from here at Bold Sports. You get to check out what's going on at Silvertron Media Studios in Beachview with all the great podcasts and things coming up uh, with them. Also, don't forget about Slice on Broadway. Those guys make some awesome pizza with four different locations around Pittsburgh, and they have the perfect pepperoni pizza with the original Slice on Broadway in Beachview. Uh, we'll be back in just a few moments. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, and we're back for our third and final segment here at Bold Sports. 
Matt and I are watching some Sports Center, and the guy they just had on talking some baseball. And Matt's like, "Man, look at the albums on." St- he looked younger than me, like by about ten years too. <laughs> yeah, but he he had definitely like a strong showing from my like ninety seven, ninety eight. You know, I'm a senior who still rides the school bus playlist. Yeah, and it wasn't a playlist because I had a disc man, so it was more like a bag of CDs. And you had to hold your disc man level. Ugh. Yeah, in, in the school bus because uh-huh. if it, it it would skip the CD. You, oh yeah, you, you know. And then remember whenever you had like the anti-skip disc man, and it was like an inch and a half thick, and, <laughs> and it would like make that like buzzing noise, like when yeah, it was, it was like scolding you. It was like yeah. it's like oh we're not skipping, but oh I'm, I'm yeah, tired yeah. of like, doing like, this. Yeah, for like your you ass. can never like, just put like your disc man <laughs> in your pocket and walk down the street. You had to hold it like it never. was a record player. I never did ever. Yeah, I still had a a tape player for that well yeah well you had you know? a cassette player yeah, yeah. exactly um but no so anyway a cassette player is a thing where you used to listen to podcasts <laughs> on it yeah but you, but had, you had, to had to first tape the podcast yeah yeah but you radio. had to record them off the radio <laughs> and then hit pause and stop while the commercials went on and so forth um so how about uh the pens man did you get to watch any of the games this past weekend i got to watch both Saturday and Sunday games because they were afternoon games because I didn't work till late Saturday, so I got to watch the afternoon game. And then Sunday I was off, and I woke up in time for face-off. Yeah. Uh, I barely um, – I, I got to be honest. Okay, so like uh, Julia's brother and his girlfriend were in town. Right. They went to the um, Penguins Casino night oh, on Thursday. okay. And both games on uh, Saturday and Sunday. But they were they were out with us. Oh, wait, wait. So they went to three games? No, they, they, went, they went to, to two. two games in the casino night. Oh, okay. And, oh, they, and they, right. they went to the casino thing Thursday, and then they went out with us on Friday, and we went bar hopping in the strip district. And I, I know I didn't wake up until the second period on Saturday, so I don't know how they managed to not only wake up, but also, like, leave the hotel room in a condition that you would want the maid to see it in. Right. And then get down and onto an Uber from the freaking Wyndham to the arena, but like props to them for going. Actually, from the it. from the from Wyndham, you could have taken the trolley two stops and then walked up to the arena, I'm or you could have walked, we, or you could have walked straight from the Wyndham. We went just, after it Friday, man. I don't uh, think I don't think anybody. Is yeah, yeah. Oh, you got it. You, you you got it in. You yeah. got it in Friday night. Like yeah, let me let me just like chug a second coffee and then go ask the concierge like how to get to the T station from here. <laughs> you know. Ah. Or or you could take like a seven dollar lift. Yeah, Uber I ride. Mean, so anyway, drop like, me off in front of the door. So anyway, like it was good that they got to go to, or they didn't go to New York. What, what the hell did they do? No, it was a Calgary game on Saturday. But the, the, the Sunday game was uh, in Rangers in New York. No, it was here. Was it here? Yeah, it was here. Oh, yeah, they were back to back. Okay, so yeah, so they okay, so they did go to both those games, and yeah, the first game was like what nine goals. Uh, Penguin, it, it wasn't as close as it looked at the end. Yeah, because the Pens came from the like pen, five the, two down. Yeah, they yeah the Calgary game, uh, the Pens were up and then Calgary scored a bunch and then the Pens came back and they lost by one goal. Uh, it was it was uh, uh, five to four. Five to four was the final of the Saturday afternoon Calgary game. My nephew um, went to the Calgary game. He's five. He's five. He went with his uh, dad. 
I had a friend of mine. He was so excited that the red team won because they're his favorite. Oh right, because because they're red. He's got horrible like sports opinions right now. Right. Because they're red. Oh, I like the red color team. Yeah, he likes yeah. the Cardinals too. Oh, because they're red. Yeah. Yeah, and he, and he likes the Arizona Cardinals because they're red. I'm just trying to teach um, him about the other red baseball teams. Oh, okay. Before it's too late. Yeah. I'm I mean, like, hey, check out these guys. They're called the Angels. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, hey, check out They these never guys. play the Pirates like ever. Yeah, they're the Phillies, and you know I mean, they got well. You yeah. know what? They got McCutcheon. Yeah. Hey. I, I. You know what? I would. I would endorse a five-year-old Pittsburgh kid. Rooting Becoming for, a Phillies fan for, for like McCutcheon. a year or two, yeah. just because of Kutch. Um, and then the Penguins did play um, the Rangers on Sunday afternoon, which I also watched that game in its entirety. Um, so here's the good thing about these last two games. They lost to the Calgary Flames. They won against the Rangers, which was a conference game. Um, Gino Malkin. Evgeny Malkin's... I don't know if he's come out of his slump we'll find out tomorrow night if he's come out of his or well well we found out tonight he had another goal uh in the win against the devils and they've lost to the devils the previous times and the devils are the worst team in the league and they beat the devils finally because previously the devils have beat up on the penguins yeah but they they beat the devils tonight uh before this podcast malkin had another goal so malkin's got five goals in three games he had two goals against Calgary. He had two goals against the Rangers. And that Spinorama goal was sick in the third period against the Rangers. I don't know if you saw it. Hopefully you saw it on Twitter. Um, yeah. But it was I, uh, it was sick. I missed it. But I was, this this actually sucks. But I was like actually watching the game. And I just walked away. Because, you know, <sighs> little distractions. I have three of them in my house. Yeah, Moses. You, you have one. Moses. Maybe Stella lets you watch a whole Pens game in peace. She, but like, she curls up on me and three. falls asleep. Oh. She doesn't, like, you know, try to get into the food. No, her Stella's food is wide open. She can get I'm into it anytime food, she wants. the people food. Does she, does she get no, into the people food? No, I can put a fucking grilled cheese sandwich on the table. She'll walk over and sniff it and be like, huh, I'm cool. I have cats who drink the dishwater. Uh, well, she gets into the shower and drinks the the dripper, the drippy out of the Aww. faucet. Um, Moses used to do that, but then we fixed our faucet. Yeah, um, I haven't yet. Uh, but no, uh, Stella curls up on me, and I was watching Penn's game, and and I'm laying on the couch where you're sitting right now, and I was laying there, and Stella comes up and and like leans over here and like pats my arm, and I'm like, I just pat my chest, and mm-hmm. she jumps up and. Curls up and falls asleep, and I'm, I still get to watch the game. But yeah. she's sleeping on me. No problem. Uh, but, yeah, uh, it was sick. Uh, that Spinorama goal was awesome. Uh, towards the end of that game, though, I thought that DeSmith was going to – they got – the Rangers got, like, two garbage goals. And I thought that, like, oh, come on. And then they pulled the goalie. The Rangers, they got those two – okay, we can't call them garbage goals. But they pulled the goalie with two and a half minutes left. They're down six to they're down six to three, and they pulled the goalie and they got two goals in the last two minutes. Uh, the Pens won six to five, but those two goals were scored while the Rangers were on a, were on a six to five. Yeah, uh, there. So, and Latang and Malkin were both open for hat tricks in the game, and of course didn't get them on the empty net. But the Rangers never quit. No. Uh, the Smith stood tall. The yeah, he, Smith, made some, he made some dynamite huge saves. saves. Huge saves. Murray and the game against Calgary made some huge saves. And 
with back-to-back games, you're not going to have Murray start both of them. You're not going to absolutely, dis- yeah, yeah. You're not going to have dismiss start both of them. Uh, but the Pens right now, and it's interesting that they went with Murray against Calgary rather than New York. I would have started. I'm not the coach. I'm not the GM. Calgary's a better team this year. Calgary's a better team this it, year. At the start of the season, if you had said like, you know, the Penguins are playing a back-to-back against Calgary and then the Rangers. And you would start the Smith against you Calgary, would, and then you, you start, you would start uh, Murray against, against Calgary Rangers. because it's a division game, right? Even if the Rangers weren't like as good as the Capitals last year, like you still, you know, have to count on that. But like nobody expected Calgary to be this good, you know, and that's what I said to to you know Casey to Julia's brother. I was like, you know, when when you found out you were coming on this like hockey weekend, you know. Did you did you have any idea that you were going to be seeing the best team in the Western Conference? Right. You know, because they're, I mean, it's Calgary. And I have a friend of mine that that's like Calgary Flames fan, and he lives in Indiana. And what's funny is, when I talked to Brian, he's a diehard Steelers fan, and that's how him and I met uh, years ago on the, on the incline of yeah. all things. And we met on the incline and started talking football and shit. And that is the most like <laughs> that's like sleepless in Seattle, yeah. except it's like yeah, romance from yeah, Pittsburgh. yeah. Him and his son, <laughs> him and his son were on the incline, and I was going to work at the Shallow, uh, Shallow Grill, and we started talking football. And him and his son were there, and his son was like twelve at the time. Now his son's twenty two, and you know, and, and we're talking football. And then he, I come to find out, he's an Indians fan for baseball. He's a Flames fan for hockey, Steelers fan for football. Um, you know, basketball, he's a, uh, who's he like for basketball? Uh, I forget, but he's a diehard Notre Dame football fan as well. Uh, so, so ever since him and I met on the incline, every year him and his buddies come in from Indiana for a Steelers game and we all meet up and drink and hang out and party nice. and whatnot. Nice. Uh, it, it's been fun. Uh, but they came in the one year, and I when I still have my season tickets for the Penguins, mm-hmm. they came in the one year. I said, "Hey, you guys have to come in this weekend." <laughs> oh no, the Carolina Hurricane celebration. Yes. No, no, no. This isn't the Hurricanes. This. Oh, that's they had the '90s night at the Devils, and Putty Putty was there shirtless with his face painted, and uh, hey, he tripped over the boards. And he yeah he fell down. Ah, he, the the classic carpet on the ice yeah and the carpet slips and he and he fell down so it, it it went from ridiculous to sublime all right so here you go barry melrose for hockey he dresses to impress and dresses i would call that snappy snappy yeah compared to don cherry's just over the top and ridiculous if barry melrose like wore one of his sport coats to a funeral it would not know, be looked down upon. It would, it's not black but it's at least it's yeah. like earthy tones, right? You know, if Don Cherry grays, wore one of his suits, pinstripes maybe, but not Don Cherry like wore purple. one of his his suits to a to a funeral, you'd be like, "What the fuck?" And he'd be like, "Oh, fuck you, you crybaby." Yeah, I, I mean, like I can't do Don Cherry. I, I can't do Canadian accent. No, I, his opinions make him like ultimately like just like a, like a hillbilly redneck, basically. Canadian so hillbilly like, oh, redneck. You can't tell me what sport coats to wear at my. I'm going to see the Tragically Hip concert. <laughs> uh, That's how Canadian Red yeah. talk. Speaking of Canadians, the Pens, um, they uh, uh, they they played the Devils in New Jersey tonight. 
They did have a win, so that's two wins in a row for And they're them. jockeying with the Canadians and, and they're, the Blue Jackets. And they're jockeying with the Canadians the and the Blue Jackets. In the playoffs well, right actually, now. currently right now, uh, the Pens are third in the division, which locks them up. Oh, okay. Currently. Well, this, like I was basing my stats on before the game. Yeah. So after you this. updated. Yeah, I, I did button. update. Yeah. I didn't. Uh, the Pens are currently third in the division um, for uh, playoffs, so we, we, which would make them a six, uh, depending on how the seeding goes for the conference. But the Pens are third in the division, which guarantees them a playoff spot. Uh, they are jockeying with uh, the Blue Jackets uh, in the division for the third spot. Uh, and then also, it, you know, in the event that the Jackets went up, they would still make the playoffs if it ended today. Um, but they uh, have the Sharks coming into Pittsburgh this Thursday uh, for a home game, and then they go to Philly for Saturday um, to play the Flyers again in Philly, uh, which we know is always a tough game. Um, you know, the uh, currently the Pens are seventh in the conference. You know, so we'll see how. It, you know, point wise, we'll see how that goes. There's like three points separate them and the Blue Jackets for the third spot in the division, uh, which guarantees a playoff spot. I'm not sure that how that's gonna shake out, being that there's still a lot of games left, and we're at the end of February, so they have all of March and the first week of April. So there's, uh, I think there's what 20 games left. Yeah, in the season. It's coming down to what we didn't want it to, though. No, it's coming down to the the Pens jockeying uh, to to get in to the playoffs. I mean, I, 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 we're we've been spoiled here in Pittsburgh with Pens hockey of getting a guaranteed one or two seed in the playoffs and going on to win the Stanley Cup. And last year, uh, the Pens got in the playoffs with a one or two seed and uh, lost in the second round. Um, and neither one of us were mad at them for losing in the playoffs last year being the fact that they won two Stanley Cups previous. But it, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, have you been watching any uh, um, baseball coverage at all? I know about Machado. Oh, uh, well, yeah. If that was your segue. Well. He didn't go to the Pirates, I gather. He didn't go to the Pirates at all. Man, Machado did sign a 10-year. It does start with a P and end with an S. Yeah, but it's uh, not. It's not the pirates. Pirates. It's the Padres. It's the um, Padres. Uh, Man Machado signed a ten-year, three hundred million dollar deal with the San Diego Padres. Um, now that's the least Bryce Harper out there. Yeah. Not saying the Pirates are gonna pay Bryce Harper, because Machado personally, dude, I don't think I would have gave him a three hundred million dollar deal. At all. What if Bob Nutting is like, Bryce Harper, I'll pay you $400 million if you come be my first baseman next year. You know what? I, I, and I would go to a power game. I Obviously, everybody would. Because, We'd have Bryce Harper. Well, He couldn't be worse at first base than Bell. Uh, well, Bryce Harper's Bryce outfield. Harper used to play catcher. Bryce Harper's an outfielder. Right, but he can play catcher. He, he can play catcher. So he's athletic enough, I think, he, to also play first base. He can play first base. Just, um, you just gotta learn the football. You know, you know if the Pirates would pay Bryce Harper three hundred, and, and he, he turned down three hundred million, ten years to the Nationals, where he currently played, 
and was brought up through their minor league system. Um, it just shows that he wants out of Washington. Why would you turn down $300 million? I just don't want to be here. Uh, but now no team has offered him that kind of money. But Machado, Machado gets $300 million in 10 years. I, I don't, that, that, that's a bad move. I think that's a bad signing by San Diego. Unless San Diego is going to be like, we're going to give Machado $300 million, and now we're going to build a team around him. How are you I gonna think build that's a, the idea. How are you going to build a team around a shortstop and a guy that hits, he hits 325, which isn't bad he's gonna by be all means. Third. He's going to be playing third there. All right, so he's going to play in third base there. But you still need a pitching staff. Baseball is about pitching staff. And I, I, I don't. You gotta have hitters. I get it, but three hundred million to Machado, five years they're gonna. He's he's gonna be on a trade block. Okay, so like the best teams in baseball are spending two hundred million dollars. Red Sox, Yankees, Cubs, um, Cardinals. Uh, you know. And a lot of the things that I saw with this offseason in baseball and why Machado and Harper haven't been signed till camp opened up, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of I've been listening to on the radio and different sports shows has been um, the organizations are we're trying not to sign these guys to big long-term money deals Yeah, to drive down the price. Right. To drive down the, but yet now San Diego's like, all right, Machado, 300 million. Fuck. Well, now, now, now Harper is going to command 350. Yeah. All right. And probably 10 years or he'll want less years actually. And then you got guys like Mike Trout with the angels that, was signed for a long-term deal, a 10-year deal at a crazy, like, what, $225 million, $200 million or something like that. Um, and he's still got two years left on his deal, and he's like, eh. I think Mike Trout's a better all-around player than Machado or Harper. Probably, but, I mean, uh, he's older. He's so older now because he's, he's, he's been in one team for He's got years. the big contract already. And, yeah. Uh, you know, like, I'm just I'm just doing a little math on a napkin here. Like if if two hundred million dollars is what it costs to build a World Series winning baseball team, that's like eight million per player. Yeah. Okay. So spending ten million a year on a third baseman, like that's not really a bad move in terms of trying to build a competitive team. All right. Because like I know not every player on the Red Sox is making exactly eight million dollars this year. Some of them make more, some of them make less. But Machado is supposed to be a piece. And like I always say, you know, if you can't win a championship with, you know, your you want, top you, three, if your top three best players aren't good enough to get you into the World Series, then right. you don't deserve to be there and you're just doing it wrong and you need to just tear it down and start over. Right. Like the Padres are actually, and it's been a couple years since the last time the Padres were supposed to be good, but... I mean, it, it, could, last, it could start right now. The last time the Padres were supposed to be good was Jason Kendall was like no, 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 like, no, like two years ago, they they got like Granderson, Curtis Granderson, and okay, like some other some other guys who were like decent, but like on like the, and it, it was an upgrade for San Diego because they had been a really bad team, 
who somehow somehow managed to still own the Pirates every time. Even you know they they finished fifth in the West, but you know. All right, here's some stupid numbers for you. Was um, the Chicago Cubs? The Chicago Cubs came out and the Ricketts uh, owned the Cubs, and they 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 were asked about Machado and Bryce Harper were still out there, and they needed help in the outfield, which is where Harper's at. Mm. And the Cubs were like, "We don't have enough money left to pay Bryce Harper," and they were like, "But." You guys can like we're already spending two hundred and twenty-five million dollars this season uh, on our players. We don't have enough money left because at one hundred and eighty million dollars on your payroll is the cutoff for the um, the luxury tax. the luxury tax. So they're already over luxury tax by forty million dollars, which the pirates benefit from the luxury tax. Um, so they they said we we don't have enough money left to sign Bryce Harper, and they're like, well, what you. You, you still can and add him and like if we add Bryce Harper and the contract he wants that would cost us $35 million more a season so the Cubs would then be the highest payroll at $255 million if they would add Bryce Harper this year the Cubs have five guys making over $20 million a year they have Hugh Darvish Lester um, Rizzo um, and uh, who, who, the fourth guy, I can't remember the fourth guy right now, but the fifth guy who was a bad signing by the Cubs, who is what's kicking them in the ass was Jason Hayward. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the one that's like, we're paying him $22 million a year and he's still under contract. And if Jason Hayward stays with the Cubs, it, it's 125 million that they owe Jason Hayward. Unless they can trade him, yeah, uh, that's the bad sign because he hasn't produced since the Cubs signed him. Um, he's produced, but not in baseball terms since he produced. Well, you know, um, they made a bad signing because they were trying to win a World Series. Yeah. Oh, guess what? And they won a World Series. And now, like, th- they won a World Series, and then they went ahead and after that they went to the playoffs. And then last year they didn't even make the playoffs. Right. Um, and I Theo don't... Epstein is a genius I at GM. Feel... Exactly. So he knows what he's doing. Yeah. I I wouldn't feel like I owe it to my fans to sign Manny Machado or Bryce Harper. Why? I mean, like, why? Like the the reason that you like okay. So the luxury tax exists. Yeah. As sort of like a, you know, it's like a half-assed. Like we couldn't get it together to have a real salary cap. So we're gonna have a luxury tax where we basically like fine the teams who like pass a certain threshold yeah well the only reason you would pass that threshold is because you're trying to win a world series and since the cubs just went and won it for the first time in like a hundred and some years hundred and some years like they really like nobody could like no reasonable cubs fan is gonna say like they're not doing enough to try to win it this year you know with with the payroll they have so why why should they incur more liabilities, and exactly. then and then turn around and give a bunch of money to teams like the Pirates who just put it in their pocket and don't do anything to improve. Correct. You know, like I'd I'd be doing everything I could to avoid paying the luxury tax if I if I were in such a predicament I, if, as to if, own if one I was, of the top if I, five payrolls. If, in if, if I was in the top five payrolls, I would do everything I can to get it in at 179.99999 million mm-hmm. so that I was under the 180 million mark 
that I didn't have to pay the luxury tax, but still had quality players on the field. Yeah. Um, and then when my accountant would throw like a party at the end of the year, <laughs> we love that accountant. I'd, by the I'd, way, I'd, I'd, I would uh, <laughs> I would definitely bring a dish, and I would definitely not start a fist fight. Oh, I love that accountant. He's a great guy. <laughs> uh, those parties are awesome. Tax season. It's, uh, almost, it's almost here. Yeah, it yeah. is here. Right. I can't wait till April sixteenth when yeah. that party happens again. Uh, but yeah, um, you know, and a lot of speculation talks. Speculation talks. Obviously, we we know it didn't happen. That the Pirates were signed Man Machado because we need a shortstop. Yeah, it wasn't real speculation. That was like satire. Mm-hmm. Like we all knew they weren't going to do that. Well, yeah, because the Pirates were going to pay fucking three hundred million for a fucking shortstop. Ten million a year for a shortstop. The Pirates aren't going to pay. I mean, okay, the highest paid player in the team right now is Cervelli, and he's at eleven million, and that's just because he's at the end of his contract, yeah. and that's how the money was weighted. Um, I and pulled, they can afford a ten million. Yeah, they could afford it. I mean, they paid AJ Burnett fucking eleven million for two years, mm-hmm. and that was after they got him from the Yankees, and they 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 had one year left on that deal. They they AJ Burnett was here what four years after the Yankees traded him to us, and the Yankees paid seven million out of his ten million dollar year contract, yeah. and then he left, and then he left, and he came back, and the Pirates paid him eleven million for one year. Mm-hmm. Okay. They could sign. They could have signed Machado. Yeah, there's nothing. I mean, they could go sign Bryce Harper, and Bryce Harper's going to command three hundred forty million in ten years, which would be forty one million a year. I think part of it, like, it's probably like ninety percent. They just don't want to pay him. But isn't it also possible that they realize that even if they did pay Manny Machado, that there's no guarantee that they even get a wild card spot next oh, year because I'm sure. of how stacked. How stacked the Central Division is, right? Well, because the, Cubs, the are Cubs are still the Cubs. The Cubs are st- Milwaukee Cincinnati went all out. Cincinnati went Cincinnati, all out. Cincinnati went. Cincinnati all out. is this year's version of Milwaukee because mm-hmm. Milwaukee went and, and bulked up last off season. They did and almost made the World Series, and you know now you've you've got the Cardinals are still the Cardinals. Plus they got uh, Goldschmidt. Uh, you you got the Reds adding people like. Even if you add Machado, like there's no guarantee that you don't finish fifth in that division. You know, and like I said, ninety, maybe more than ninety percent. It's just the Nuttings would never do it. No, but I think there's also like a five to ten percent chance that like the reason a team doesn't sign a free agent like Machado is because they realize it wouldn't make a damn bit of difference in this division as it's presently constituted. I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying, man, don't throw good money after bad. Yeah, you know. Why, um, why why upgrade your payroll if you're just going to finish fourth in the Central? Understood. Because you've got serious issues with your pitching staff. But here's the thing. I.E. If the Pirates would go ahead and throw money at Machado, which he's off the table now, but go throw money at Bryce Harper, yeah, that would bring guys like me back to the ballpark. Because I've been on my boycott yeah, I know, and for it's... a year. For a year, I'm going on my second year of the boycott. Because the Nuttings are not doing what they need to do uh, to bring players in, and and they're and Bob Nutting's making a lot of money on a losing product, and it sucks that people are drawn to the ballpark on bobbleheads and fireworks and concerts. Um, I mean it's entertainment, and that's part of the reason that we 
agreed to give them money for a stadium. You know? Like, whether the team is winning or losing is sort of irrelevant for a lot of people because it's a thing you do. And, like, going to baseball games has always been part of my summers. Yeah. And it's and it maybe it's because it's fireworks night. I'm not really a bobblehead collector, so that's never been my motivation. But, yeah, if, there's like a, if they're giving away a cool hat or a cool shirt... You went Hawaiian shirt night. You just I went to Hawaii, I, went, I got you two went, Hawaiian shirts. Yeah. I got one in large, and I got one in small, because those were the only sizes they had left. And, you know, the small one's too small to, like, button. But, but like, you wear you're not always a shirt when you're yeah, wearing a Yeah, you know always button a Hawaiian shirt. shirt you know? yeah, you so, yeah. Put on over top of a t-shirt. You yeah. call it a day. And then the big one, I guess I could wear, like, over my parka to a Steeler game sometime just to be, like, edgy. <laughs> Um, I really have no use for the large Hawaiian shirt. Shit, in a large Hawaiian shirt, I could even button. That would it, be I was like, do you have a medium? And they're like, no. And I was like, uh, all right, give me one large and one small. Yeah, as soon as you wash it, they're both smalls. So, no, I know because uh, I hang them out. I don't, oh, okay. They don't go in the dryer. First of all, the stitching on the buttons, yeah, Like, right, I'm right. not going to say that it's the cheapest thing the Pirates have ever done. It's certainly not the shoddiest product the Pirates have ever put out. But the stitching on the buttons... Like, certainly wasn't done by a machine. Right. If it was done by a child, it was done by a child who had never held a needle before in his life. <laughs> oh, and hopefully it was done by an adult who was paid, you know, a living wage. But uh, I I hope they're good at, like, other, other skills. All <laughs> right, so speaking case. of the Pirates, man, they open up uh, the Grapefruit League uh, this Saturday uh, with the Phils. Uh, and... They get uh, they get strong with the Marlins and the Bo Sox. After that, uh, they have one week of whole squad workouts, and then they go right into um, playing games. So it's the only way to learn, man. Well, yeah, exactly. So baseball's boring enough when you're playing a real game. Like, don't well, just do drills all summer. Like, well, that's boring. Well, here's the thing: football has their like the football camp, which is like two solid weeks straight. Mm-hmm. Of like drills, this that, and everything. Then they go into like preseason games, and they go back to drills and everything else like that. Baseball pitchers and catchers report a week early, and they work out, and then the whole team comes in for a week, and they're like, "All right, we're playing games now." Now they do have an A and a B squad, and they'll play like Pirates A squad will play the Orioles A squad, and then the Pirates B squad will go play like the Red squad, mm-hmm. Red Sox B squad. Um, and in Florida, they're all bus trips, and they're all within a few hours of each other. Uh, That's why they go down there. Well, that and the weather. Well, and, and the weather, and that, you know, Florida and the tourism opportunities yeah, bring, brings a lot of money. It does bring a lot of money. You know, because... I, I was down in Naples when they were debating whether or not to give the Cubs a bunch of money to to, to, to bring move there. Yeah. And it, it's good that they didn't, based on like what we know about the Cubs and how much money they. Are the have. Cubs still in Arizona? Yeah, yeah. But they, but they were, they were flirting with relocating to Florida. Yeah. Um, and they were using it as leverage. They, were, they were trying to get money, and Air, you know, whoever like whatever town in Arizona, I guess, came up with more money for the Cubs than the the city of Naples. Well, well, because the Cubs, which is hard to believe, because yeah. like, Naples they got money. Yeah, they do. <laughs> um, and then the Dodgers actually moved out of Florida 
to Arizona. Yeah. Because the Dodgers, used, they're like, why are the Dodgers doing spring training in Florida? Because like, well, of Brooklyn. Because they used to be in Brooklyn, yeah. and they stayed in Florida. And then their, Beach. Ar- Arizona said, hey, well, we'll give you this much money to come here. And they that, that, that made sense. Yeah. Cubs, they, they Cubs are in the middle. They can yeah. go either way. Cubs are in the middle. They can go either way. It makes way. no sense for the team from the West Coast to be training on the East Coast. Yeah. Uh, but here and there, uh, Clint Hurdle named Jamison Tyone um, opening day starter, which the Pirates open up on the road this yeah. year uh, for for the season. And then Chris Archer is named the home opener uh, starter, which I have no issues with at all. Um, Archer is probably the ace of the pitching staff this year. Um, he feeds on the emotion though, so let's say, yeah, you know, get get him in there for the home opener, and Tyone I think is maybe a little calmer and more experienced, being a Pirates starter, with all that that entails, right? Because like being the ace of the Devil Rays, like I don't care, yeah. like that does not that does not necessarily uh, prepare mind, you. Keep mind, the, the Devil Rays last year played that whole game of. Oh, they had the opener. Well, they had the opener, but then the last last year they played a whole game of fifty five pitchers in a game. Yeah, no, I mean, I, and like I'm just saying, like there there's a lot of baggage that goes with being the Pirates' opening day starter, and I think Tyone is maybe more even keeled. I'm not I'm not saying Archer is like a Garrett Cole type who you know is going to lose control of his emotions if things go poorly. I just think that like he will feed off the energy in the stadium on opening day with all those diehard pirate fans who come yep. out in forty degree weather, and um, yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I again, uh, Bryce Harper's still out there. I would. We wa- don't need another outfielder. And and the we reason we got Melky Cabrera, dude. <sighs> you know what, Melky Cabrera, thirty four years old, or wait, you know he's thirty six. Yeah, he's thirty six. The milkman. Um, you know what? Yeah, his. Well, well, well they they sat there and said, "Well, the Pirates signed Melky Cabrera. Uh, he has a black mark of a fifty game suspension uh, for PED use." Well, fuck, we have Starling Marte. Yeah, right. They had a fifty game suspension for PED use. I mean, and and what Starling Marte's came down to was he took the wrong allergy medicine. And it showed up in a piss test. Yeah. And there's that's all what it was. Al- what is up with this allergy? Um, I mean, I get it. That, like, you know, speed somehow helps you, like, yeah. uh, not have a stuffy nose. Yeah. It's just an unfortunate circumstance of the human body that, like, the same drugs that make you, like, recover faster from workouts right? also, like, make the snot, like, drip <laughs> out of your nose into a tissue or the floor. Um, no one knows why. Until we can figure out a reason like around it, we're yeah, just going to have to deal happens. with these drug suspensions. Uh, and also, when you're a major league player, whether it be football, baseball, basketball, hockey, soccer, whatever, you would think that that organization has a guy that says, don't take this because that'll make you piss hot on what's illegal in this sport. Look, my work doesn't even drug test unless you're like a fuck-up. Okay, and I'm like, a, I'm I, a, I still call them and tell them like, listen, like I can work tonight, but I took some Nyquil last night, and I just want y'all to be ready for some like inconsistencies. Yeah, yeah, and, and me as a server and bartender, shit. If 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 the server and bartender 
uh, field started drug testing, we you'd have no server. Oh yeah, no, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> bars would be no fun. Yeah, yeah. Because it would all yeah. just be like retired cops, like yeah, working, yeah. working me, there. It me, wouldn't be, yeah. Me personally, uh, I I drink and I smoke. I don't do any illegals. Um, but I know a lot of people I work with that, you know, if they drug tested. There'd be about four people working where I do. Well, what's uh, illegal is different from state to state these days. That is true. In Pennsylvania, yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to baseball season. Hell yeah! Um, because it's baseball. Because baseball is America's pastime, and uh, who doesn't love to watch baseball? I mean, I, I, and for me, like I said, uh, I probably won't go to a Pirates game this year unless somebody's like. Here's a free ticket, and I'll buy all your beers, and you don't have to actually spend any money and give it to the Nuttings. That's when I'll go. Um, but I'll, I'll probably go check out, like, a Washington's Wild Things game. Okay, well, if you win the lottery, like, if you hit, like, $25, dollars on a scratcher, okay, there's your free drinks right there. Okay? And then you get your ticket from the secondary market. Yeah, which is and zero. You, you don't have to go to, like, a website, because a, a website you might be buying from a broker... A person who's just dude. You know, I could walk down outside PNC Park and people are giving tickets. Away. Exactly. So just do that, um, and then and like you're, you're spending like you're spending state funds like house money, <laughs> okay? Or like go go put like ten bucks on something at the Rivers Casino sports book, and if you come out of there with like thirty, <laughs> you know. I mean, you're not going to get shit-faced off $30 at a Pirates game, but at least you could drink a couple Tall Boys. And yeah, it's three Tall Boys. Hang out with your boy and watch yeah, some baseball. Yeah, um, I'm just saying, Yeah, but man. we got to wash and wild things. Yeah, we uh, do. There's those. If How much does a lift cost from... I don't know. To Washington. I don't know how much a lift costs from here, Washington. <laughs> I ain't driving down here. I'm driving back. Uh, but, yeah. All right, folks. Have a great week. Enjoy your sports week. Uh, hopefully you enjoy what Matt and I talked about here. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, with some hot takes and what's going on. Uh, of course, with the AB situation, um, Pirate Spring training, uh, the Penguins, and we'll get into some more NCAA hoops as that wraps up uh, this week. In the meantime, take it easy, enjoy it, have some beers, have some whiskey, and enjoy your sports. Till next week, have a good week. Hey, Ians, thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend with the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag Bold Sports. Bold Pittsburgh on the Facebook or boldpgh.com.